0: Yes, welcome back to The Tradies, Mitch Cleary and Sam McClure. Each week we chat through the trading, the buying and the selling of AFL players, Season 1, Episode 17. Mitchell, hello and welcome. Hello, Sam. How are you? Couldn't be better. Uh, There's lots to talk about before we get into uh, the whiteboard. Hey, I've got a close mate of mine who's a new listener.
1: Yeah, Jack.
0: we we love new listeners. Yeah, And he messaged me during the week and said, Podcast going well, but I want the first 13 minutes of my life back. Oh. Twitch! I thought, what are you talking about? We need to tighten this bit a bit. And it was, well, you don't, you just talk shit <laughs> before you get into the serious stuff. And so I made a promise to him that we would talk a little bit more shit <laughs> this time just to annoy him. Yeah. It's our podcast. We will deal with it as we please. No, no, we're just kidding. But we do, we do like to kind of ease into it because all the other work that we do, we kind of have to like get straight into the serious stuff, don't yep. we?
1: I get a minute 20 each night, and you've got to come in real hot.
0: Yeah, a minute 20 is not a lot of window, is it? Like, I I think 38 minutes of content on radio Mm. each night isn't enough. (laughs) It's funny. I used to think that when I first started, but you can squeeze
1: quite a bit in there if you're uh, playing your cards right each night. Now, did you do your homework? Which movie did you have to watch during the week? Had to watch the movie Seven. Yes. Got some mixed feedback from friends about the quality of that movie, by the way. What do you mean? Well, I've got a lot of mates that tune into this. Yes. Some thought it was... They couldn't believe how highly you had it ranked. Some yeah. thought it was a must-see, just to well, the ones like a that, polarizing flick.
0: Yeah. The ones that were questioning how high I had it ranked, I would disown them as friends, <laughs> and I would try to get friends with greater movie IQs. Okay. So it's just an imbecilic way of thinking. I've completed part of my homework. Uh, that you doesn't know, I make go to any sense. I to the teacher and I
1: said, oh, I did a bit of it, but not all of it.
0: I always did my homework, so oh. no, I don't know that.
1: I haven't watched Seven Oh, but I did get a movie in.
0: One thing you had to do.
1: Movie night on Monday night was brought to you by Mission Impossible, the Melbourne premiere.
0: Hang on. You've, you have hidden this. <laughs> did you get invited to the pre- premiere or did Kate? I did. Okay. Now, t- let's just just slow down. Take me through. Kate Don't- got her movie night experience as well. No, no. Just take us back. Who invited you to the premiere of Mission Impossible? I got an invite from a PR company. Wow. This is amazing. You, you have what? become so an influencer. <laughs> this is incredible. And you have hidden this until we've gone live. Well, most people would know, except you don't have me on Instagram. I put
1: up a couple of photos last night on Instagram that I was there. Did you? Yeah. Did you tag the PR company who invited you? I tagged you? Paramount whose flick it was. Wow. Yeah. In saying Wait, that- don't Paramount-
0: Isn't that owned by 10? That a rival? Paramount
1: owns 10, yeah. partly. But the movie arm is a bit different, isn't it? mmm <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible We'll move on So um, you've taken Kate What did you wear? Please uh, tell me you didn't wear a Channel 7 suit <laughs> No, I had the day off from work Okay, so what did you wear? So I just wore casuals Just so th- What specifically did you wear? Wore a shirt with like a white tee What do you mean a shirt with a white t- Like an open shirt, collared shirt Sort of with a white tee underneath What colour was the shirt?
0: Like black You've gone black on white? Yeah Did you button up or fully but- no buttons? No buttons To a premiere Yeah With jeans? With like chinos sort
1: of things, and what shoes? Just my white sort of Nikes that I roll with.
0: Oh,
1: you would have gone you, a full blazer. Are you twenty
0: you two? Oh, you can't wear that to a previ-
1: premiere.
0: What did Kate wear?
1: I left my Balenciaga at home. Balenciaga what bag did, at home. What
0: did Kate wear?
1: Kate came from work, so she was in I don't know work stuff, pants and
0: <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> She'll probably listen. this will probably get back to her too. Okay. Right. She'll t- a million bucks is as always as she always does. So you've gone to the premiere, invited yeah. by a PR company. Yeah. Incredible seats. Yeah. But I'm actually under embargo.
1: I can't talk about the contents of the movie until Thursday because it's the premiere. It doesn't come out I don't think until Friday or Saturday. So all I can say is that Cruz was best on. Tom Cruise.
0: You are under embargo. Under embargo. You've got to play by the rules. This is <laughs> this is honestly amazing. You have been you have been gotten to. Yeah. So, the, the the lure of Hollywood has yeah. blinded you from your journalistic investigative <laughs> skills. One
1: of the best movies I've seen in the last week, I'll say that. Good one. How was your last few days? How was your weekend?
0: Weekend was fine, worked most of it. Uh, Caro back on Footy Classified, but Hutchie's still away. So, back I, was, bang. I was Caro and then became Hutchie, and Caro went back to being Caro. What's better, hosting or panelist? Oh, they're both different. I enjoy both of them for different... There's a bit more pressure on hosts just because you need to be able to steer, whereas panelists, you can sort of sit and just throw grenades and then sort of dart off and watch it explode. Um, But like Caro came with a couple of bombs uh, on Monday, basically declared that Stewie Jew is no longer going to be Gold Coast coach and that Damien Hardwick would be. Yeah. It's about as big a footy story as there is. Which would have been, you would have been in the middle of Mission Impossible when she said that. yeah.
1: Right. Got a few texts
0: before the show. Don't tell me you... You weren't
1: on your phone oh, during the movie. The phone's always buzzing in the pocket, but you, when you get like a, more than a buzz every couple of minutes, you start to think, oh, something's up, so I had a quick look. During the movie? Yeah.
0: And were you sending texts during the movie?
1: Uh, not as many. I sent a couple. I said, oh, what's You were happening? trying to find
0: out. What, so, so come on, what happened? So you found out that someone was about to break a story because Kane would have. Kane, I think Kane tweeted saying one of the biggest footy stories of the
1: year about to break. And so you, you suddenly your anxiety, so, I, anxiety peaked. And oh, my what, God, jeez, what's, put- what's happening here? Because you're all, you know, can you not, curiosity gets the better of me.
0: You work 80 hours a week. Can you
1: not just for a couple of hours with Kate just switch but off? But the sell was that it was one of the biggest stories of the year. Now, keen to see how it unfolds because Carrie wasn't definitive on her timeline. Don't discount her mail, but
0: keen to see how it unfolds. She said in the next month.
1: Yeah, but then, you know, you speak to the sons and there's all sorts of different timelines being thrown around. Right. What do you think will happen? I think if they miss finals, he's very pushing hard to keep his job, very unlikely to keep his job. Yeah, and but what not, if they, what if they turn gonna, around? What if they win the next three games? They're not going to
0: play. Well, they've got playing Port on the weekend. They're not going to play finals. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Carrie's one of the best we've seen in this in this game. So, well, she's probably be sure the it?
0: best we've seen actually. It's her or Mike, isn't it? Probably and then our it's her, her, Mike, and Damo. They're the – Yep, they're on the podium. Yep, in our, life, in, our in lifetime. In our lifetime, those three. Yep. I don't. Think, I don't reckon there's anyone that comes even close to those three when it comes to breaking store. Well, sorry, like they're all the the digital ones that have been on. Like. Because Mike and Caro and Damon have all had TV presences, yeah, as well, which helps. But like people like Jake Nile and Michael Gleason and yeah. Pete Ryan, who you and I have both worked with, like yeah. all these guys who are a little bit more under the radar because they're they're more print. They don't have the radio and TV presence. That's or, right, yeah. but their accuracy is on the same yeah. level. Yeah. Anyway, I I can't remember the last time Caro got one wrong. So. We'll let that one uh play oh, I'm not, out. No, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just keen to see how it unfolds for yep. the next four to six weeks. Make sure you hit that follow and subscribe button so you don't miss a beat. And please make sure to rate and review the podcast. We're getting more and more listeners each week to tradies, which we're so grateful for. So hopefully you're liking it. Hopefully you're telling your friends. Just quickly, there it is. You don't even do it deliberately, which is actually which <laughs> is actually fucking hilarious. That one was. But you you're addicted to it.
1: I had a bit of feedback about the Balenciaga bag. Have you? Did it get back? You know, Marinel right. raise it with you off the back of the pod?
0: Uh, no. no. But I get the sense people enjoy talking more about me behind my back than to my <laughs> face. <laughs> That's the way the media, isn't it? What was the feedback that you got? That um, tradies pod, you know, he must be earning a bit
1: more than a tradie to be affording the Balenciaga bag. I didn't really appreciate the uh, window that the, uh, the Balenciaga bag was operating in.
0: Are we actually going to go into this? Is it? Is oh, it, if you is want, it, I just is this what I
1: just? Oh, I get the this feedback. I've the, type of the that feedback that you've become. No, no, we don't have to talk that We're going to talk about how much we spend on things. Is, is, this, is this really it? Well, we're talking about fashion and the movies and what I wore and stuff. Anyway, I'm happy to move on, but I just need to – I collate the feedback during the week Didn't and then Didn't you just bring move to, to Middle Park?
0: Yeah. It's like – would be one of the highest socioeconomic places to live in the Southern Hemisphere, and I'm getting I'm, I'm like getting shit for buying a man no, 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 bag. No, I'm not bringing it. I'm just talking about the
1: information I've had from others that I'll bring here. Mm. Mm. Very caro of you. Don't shoot the message. This is just what I'm being
0: told. <laughs> Let's get into – the whiteboard. That was less than 30 minutes. Jack will be happy. <laughs> so, usually, Mitch, you, myself, and Scott, our producer, will sort of talk about who's coming on the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. And you've brought a lot of amazing content to it this year. But you said this year, look, I'm going to, you know, because there isn't a, a lot going on right now in the trade space. We're all waiting for sort of the one big one yep. to drop. So, you said, I'm just going to give some updates. And I was going to do the same, but then yep. something crossed my desk oh. today, and I just wanted to raise someone. The point is, I would usually you'd usually be aware who I'm about to put on the whiteboard. Yeah,
1: usually in the group chat. But chart.
0: you're not. I'm keen for this. So probably the one position that almost every team is looking for Yeah. is the small forward. Yes. Is that fair to say? Yep. Like they're, they're the hardest to come across good small forwards who kick goals. Yeah. And look at the last few premiership teams.
1: Geelong with close, Stengel, Rowan. Melbourne with P- Pickett. Yep. uh Spargo, Neil Bullen, they were at their... Best.
0: Richmond had a spate of them before they traded or moved them to halfback.
1: They've never been more in vogue, the small forward, than they have in Totally. Been right now.
0: So there's a small forward at the moment who was traded fairly recently. Yeah. Who's not getting a game. Who at one stage was talked about as one of the gun small forwards in the competition. And it wasn't until someone raised this with me that I went, shit, I've forgotten about this bloke. Who are we talking about? Plays for a non Victorian team but can't get a game. That's my clue. And I swear on the tradies' name, that I haven't told Mitch who this guy is. Oh, I,
1: and I'm So this isn't my brain. this isn't
0: a setup? Yeah. Plays for a non Victorian team who are going very well, Mitch. Okay. And he's playing in their seconds. I'm just going through that. <laughs> I'm looking at Port Adelaide. You're warm. The crows. No, go back. Power. Yep. Uh play for a Victorian powerhouse and they traded for him. Araziol. Right. Only played three games this year, first three games of the year. Yes. He's stuck on 99 he is. career games. I saw him walking the tan a few weeks ago. There you go. He's playing in the SANFL. Yes. He's out of contract. He is. And he's, he was very uh, he's casual tw- when I saw him. He's 28, mm-hmm. so he's, he's still a good age. Sporty's let him down at times. Yep. But on his day, one of the better small forwards going around. Right. And I think he'll be having a good look around. Okay. Yeah, went back home to South Australia citing some homesickness. Got yep. a lot of family in South Australia. I'm not sure this bit I'm guessing. I remember hearing, do you have a partner that was also from South Australia That and then maybe she was keen on getting home? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. There were definitely a couple of reasons. But, you know, footy's pretty fickle, isn't it, Mitch? Like You go home for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. He looked like he was going to be part of the next kind of wave at Port Adelaide. And then it's just funny how, for whatever reason, mm. form, injury – Falls out a little bit of favour. Now they've won 12 in a row. And yep. it's like, well, we don't need to bring him back in. And they've gone for Junior Rioli. Yeah. And he's he just happens to be out of contract while yeah. this is happening. I think he'll look to move. And I think that there'll be a few clubs that will talk to him. Yeah. Particularly given that they feel like they'll, they might be able to get him pretty cheap. Victorian clubs? Oh, I think clubs everywhere. I reckon right here, right now, he's unlikely to be playing for Port next year. Right. That's my gut feel. Well- now that may that may well depend on how much interest there is for him outside of Port Adelaide. Yeah. And how much they're willing to give. Like Port Adelaide might end up just resigning re signing him if they feel like he's gonna walk for next to nothing. Because he's a pretty good guy to have in your SA NFL team. Yeah, If
1: they need to bring him in. All right. Now I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight unless I ask you this question. Oh, okay. You know, as a journey when you have these moments and you have flashbacks and you think, shit, I should have like checked that out. Yeah. That day I said I saw him walking the tan. He was walking go. from like the Collingwood Footy Club. Here we go. Right. He was actually on a on the bye weekend, and he's very close with James Stewart, who just lost his father Craig. And I think he was catching up with James at the time, and he was walking from the pies. Right. And I was having a quick chat to Arasio. I'm sure, I hope he doesn't mind me airing this. Mm. Back in my mind, I'm like, has he just walked from Collingwood, or is he just walking the tan catching well, up with mates? Did you ask? It's him? not. I didn't ask him specifically about Collingwood no. because he. You know, we're talking about other things. It's not the pies, is it? No. Okay.
0: And I didn't say he's. But I don't know what you what you're trying to corner
1: me. Well, no, no, no. you're saying there's going to be clubs interested. Sure, you have some sense on the clubs. I may, but yeah. you know, you always leave a couple in the chamber, Mitch. You can't <laughs> fire all your bullets at once. Well, just, it just, it just got me thinking. Geez, imagine if I've missed if
0: I've stumbled across a good trade story and it's hit me. See, you're looking at this the wrong way. How you're looking at because you have immediately gone shit. I've missed out on one. No, no, it was Instead more. Th- th-
1: th- it slapped you in the fa- It's more slapped you in the face. That ha- imagine if I've just seen it
0: there, there with my own four eyes. See, when you break a story on seven, yeah. the altruistic side of me <laughs> thinks, "Mitch, no. well done. That's great for Mitch. Great for our industry. More power to him. I'll get the next one." Whereas I've told you something <laughs> and you've gone shit, I should have thought of that. No, no, only because I saw him about have three weeks. Have we not weeks. been working only- a- enough together to, to develop this side <laughs> of our relationship? I feel hurt. No, no,
1: absolutely. It's just it's just the ones that you see <laughs> and you're like shit. If I've missed that and I've seen it there and there, yeah. No, I like it. Yeah, one to watch. Yeah, Razio. Okay. Well, as you chuck that on the whiteboard, I've just got a couple updates on a couple of others. Um, Tom Brass, we spoke about him, I think, five or six weeks ago, Sam, about how he'll probably be you know, a player in demand and a player that other clubs will begin to circle. He's at a team that's dropping down the ladder more and more. He's actually got four years left on his contract, Tom Brass. Really? Yeah. Four? Yeah.
0: How long did he sign for? He signed
1: until 2027.
0: No, but when did he sign his contract?
1: Two years ago. So he signed
0: like a six-year deal.
1: Yeah, I think he had a year <sighs> remaining and he signed for five more. Other clubs are often a good gauge in these scenarios. Yes. And when I've been ringing about Dude, Ben Mackay, Harry Himmelberg, often the first thing that comes back is just a bit in that Tom Barass stuff. Ooh. Keep your eyes firmly on Sydney. Because
0: you mentioned Tom Barass before anyone on tradies.
1: Yeah, there'd been a bit of chat about him 18 months he's ago. You've kind of wedged the, the door
0: ajar, haven't you? Yeah, I and think now suddenly everyone's talking about him. I
1: think him. there's a bit bit happening in this space.
0: So is he leaving?
1: Right now, from everyone I've spoken to, I'd be more inclined to say he's leaving than staying. Oh, boy. Okay. Just-, just Using, I don't want to be one of those journalists oh, over years of experience, but in this space, when people start to talk about like they are a player like Tom Barrass in this manner, it usually says to me there's something happening. Where's he from? He's from WA.
0: Yeah, but is he South Freo or is he oh,
1: Subiaco? or is That's a good question. I don't actually know. Okay. He's actually got a sister I've learnt who lives in Sydney,
0: Yeah, very close with oh, the family. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Sydney always get these guys. Sydney are always working an Angle. I'm telling you. Now between Longmire and Harley and Kenny Beaton, yeah, these three are always working an angle. Well, they threw the line Just out there a couple of years unbelievable ago. Unbelievable at it, and they actually the Swan's interest actually
1: prompted the long-term extension at the Eagles at the time. Right, he's vice captain of a team that's dropping more and more down the ladder, and you know, and some list experts would argue they haven't even bottomed out yet. Now, he'd still have to request a trade. He's contracted for four more years at the West Coast Eagles. So, like I'm saying, he's just going to walk out. There's still a lot to get through. And the Swans could well land one of these free agents so they don't have to pay anything for in terms of a trade draft pick.
0: Like a Himmelberg.
1: Like a Himmelberg or a Duda or a Ben Mackay, if they offer enough and and don't force their existing teams to match that trade. But, I don't know, there's just enough chatter around now where it seems to me that this brass thing has gone from more of a bit of a whisper to um,
0: there might be a bit in the market for him. So I'm just having a look at where the Swans currently at. So, so they're 13th on the ladder. So they've got yeah. pick six. You know, yeah. it'll end up being something else, but just call it for what it is at the moment. Is pick six? Is that is that what West Coast are asking for? And is it the right value? It's too. That'd be too much. Would it be? I think so.
1: He's not. He's not a 23 year old star key back. He, he is 28, turning 29. Yeah, but he's got four, four, five years left. Yeah, I just think pick six is a bit much. I, I reckon if, like, I pick ten to twelve <laughs> would be the right. The right market for him, but twenty seven turning twenty eight. I should clarify. So he's still West got Coast quite a to, bit of footy in him.
0: We love using the L word when it comes to this stuff, and that's leverage. Yeah, West Coast have a bit more leverage in this one because of the length of his deal. They do. So, and the only, the only attraction of Barras leaving that football club, and there is very little. The mm. only attraction is that they get a, a star, mm. top ten pick walking in the door. At a time where they need as many of those as possible, right? You yeah. talked about the fact that they've got yeah. the, their picks between uh, – their, their kids between 18 and 25 are, are few and far between, right? So there's a lot of ifs in this, but if what you're saying about the Sydney interest and the, the sister that lives there is right, let's just say for whatever reason Tom Barass comes out at the end of the season and requests a trade to Sydney. If I'm West Coast and Sydney have a top 10 pick mm. – I am not doing that deal under any yep. circumstances unless that's involved. That's I can understand that, absolutely. The only way I could see that
1: happening, a top six pick for a 27-year-old turning 28, is if the Eagles would have chipped in a little bit of money. Now, if you're the Swans no, and you're saying- No, I'm not doing that. No. couple Maybe one or 200 grand a season.
0: Oh, well, maybe. Because it, West Coast paying people at the moment it's not really an issue. Yeah, exactly. So if they go to the draft and they say they bring in five kids in the top 20- Which is what they need to do. Yeah. like That's such a
1: good starting point for them. So if you go get the better draft pick- for a Brass yeah. and you say we'll pay 200 grand a year that's a win-win for both parties I reckon
0: yeah I agree with that
1: yeah yeah. now I'm not trying to wiggle out of this so <laughs> I'm not presenting this like it's hard news he's, he's out the door and he's he's gone but there is four or five clubs out there talking about this genuinely that there is a strong chance Tom Brass leaves
0: I like it Miles Bergman, he
1: was on your list? Well, he was part of the 2019 crop we've spoken about a couple of times. Yes. Just re-signed for two years. Now, you go back six weeks ago and there was clubs in Victoria that were adamant he had one foot out the door. So this is a huge signing for Port Adelaide. I just want to talk about Miles Bergman in the context of the overall market. And quite often what happens is clubs will have pecking orders of interest mm. for Miles Bergman. He had probably six to eight Victorian clubs well and truly into him. St Kilda, Collingwood, I think the Dogs had a bit of interest in Moles Bergman, just to name a few. What tends to happen with these is those clubs will go all out at the, at the star player who they have at the top of that pecking order like a Miles Bergman. He's now re-signed at Port Adelaide for two years. Then what happens with the Wave next? So you look at the player who, you know, he's playing halfback now. He played on Jeremy Cameron a few weeks ago and beat him but by many eyes is seen as a wingman. You look at Melbourne right now, and they've got a wingman out of contract who is an unrestricted free agent, a premiership player in James Jordan, who at 22, 23 years of age, was dropped on the weekend, didn't even make their squad to Alice Springs. Attentional turn from a player like Miles Bergman in that wing halfback mold to a player like James Jordan. Mm. After these deals start to – the domino effect starts where Molesbergman stays, clubs will think, okay, what's next? Then we start to put our eggs into other baskets. It's not, not dissimilar to the Ruck situation. You know, you've spoken a lot about Sean Darcy, how, yes, under contract, but no doubt clubs will start to chase him. Once they get the sense that he's more likely to stay and not going anywhere, then attention will turn to Matthew Flynn at the Giants, and then a Darcy Ford at Brisbane. These guys out of contract. The Ruck go round. And then you look at the key positions. You know, if if Harry Himmelberg in some clubs' eyes is seen as a forward, if they lose out on Himmelberg or he decides to stay or go to an opposition club, you know, it brings in the guys like the likes of Jake Riccardi, who's the next rung under, Hayden McLean at Sydney. So I just think the Bergman one is just going to start triggering a few things and start to pick up a bit of interest in other guys in similar positions. I want to add also right now under 16 national championships are going on on the
0: Gold Coast. Yeah, is this this micro-mitch or...? (laughs) But under sixteen national well, teams, fifteen-year-olds now. All eighteen Very sets
1: young. of recruiters are on the Gold Coast right now. Why well, aren't you there? I'd love to be.
0: Did you pitch to Seven that you should be there? Uh, or if I, hit, if I hit a new, <laughs> <I didn't laughs> no, no, no.
1: it's not the right. It's not the right market. You what? know, Melbourne. I'm here to tell Melbourneians every night about the ten Victorian teams.
0: Right. I see. Yeah. Okay. But um, you're boring our traders' listeners with fifteen-year-olds. Different,
1: different audience. Okay. All the recruiters and agents up there had actually a gathering last night for Matt Rendell, who was sadly lost last week to the game after years and decades of services. So our thoughts with his family, but a big gathering on the Gold Coast last night uh, with agents and recruiters. This is when things, we speak about the buy period and that's come and gone. Uh, This is when a lot of conversations will happen. You know, they pretend they're there to watch under 16s. A lot of them are, but some of the big dogs are really there to get trade talks going. Really? Yeah. Who are the big dogs? You know, the recruit like so in recruiting teams you've got the list managers I know but I want you to name names who's throwing their weight around up there know, like you know we go Justin Reed, Dom Ambrosio or Steven Silvani Steven Silvani I was going A to B A to Z so no okay. one got their nose out of joint well, um, don't
0: worry about getting people's noses well, out they of all joint. listen but you get yeah but you get everyone's nose out of joint anyway yeah so don't try not
1: to so the recruiters the guys that work under the list managers in the recruiting teams and they've pissed off a few more there some of them are list managers, and then you've got head of recruiting. The recruiting guys will focus on the 16s, and the, there's a bit of under 18s footy up there on the weekend. The list managers will also be up there. They'll have half an eye on the under 16s, but they'll also be talking to agents and other clubs about trades. Like in Arazio, I'm sure Arazio Fantasia has been mentioned somewhere on the Gold Coast this week.
0: You're very worried about what people think of you. It's all about keeping people. Uh, but if you just if you take a deep breath and realise that everyone hates you already. Ah. Oh. Then you care less. That's, right. That's so they're all talking about me behind my back too? All the time. Oh. Yeah. But you can't control that. Okay. It's, you know, it's all about the, the, the do some reading on stoicism. You can okay. only control how you react to things. Right. Don't worry about the recruiters. I'll they that all, they all hate you and anyway. After the movie. <laughs> okay. Time for nuts and bolts. So we thought we'd get a little bit creative yes. with nuts and bolts and talk about, Something that's becoming a bit of a trend, but there has been history in it, Mitch, and that is the recruiting of... Stable ponies. Stable ponies. I love a stable pony. So there's a few examples, and we're going to talk about uh, one, use that as the Trojan horse as the way into the concept behind it. So the the famous modern day one is Lockie Neal and... Lincoln McCarthy. Right. Who? And talk to us about how their connection started. Childhood friends from South Australia... Actually shared by the same
1: agent in Tim Lawrence, yep. part of the TLA um, firm, mm-hmm. a big management group, probably have 50% of the players in the competition or, or did up until a couple of years ago before a few of their agents
0: started to go to other firms. So a couple of kids from rural SA. Yeah. One ends up playing on the other side of the country in, yep. um, for Fremantle, dual best and fairest, and the other one down the highway at the Cattery. Couldn't get his body right, but oozes talent. Yeah, everyone knew how good he was if he could get on the park, but just couldn't. Lockie Neal, under contract. No one even thought he was available before David Noble, who at the time was uh, head of footy at the Brisbane Lions, brought in or recommended to go to the Brisbane Lions by then head of football at the AFL, Mark Evans, um, basically said, we need to send David there and help straighten things up. Greg Mm -hmm. Swan, get implemented as CEO. Obviously, we know what happened with Chris Fagan. They've done an amazing job of the Brisbane Lions rebuilding themselves. One of the key thoughts was making sure that they bring in top-end talent at the right time. And you've seen what they've done with the likes of Luke Hodge, who they brought out of retirement, Mm -hmm. Charlie Cameron, Joe Danaher, just to name a few. Yep, Lockie Neal, they crept under everyone's radar, and stole him from Fremantle's grasp. Fremantle asleep at the wheel. I remember it because when I did this story, I remember Steve Rosich, who was the CEO at the time, came out and said, it's a rubbish story. He's yeah. not going anywhere. He was, he'd was he already booked his flights. And I mean, he'd literally already booked his flights. Like, this he, is one of the great steals in the middle of the night of all time. And he met Incognito with, not
1: even Incognito, who was walking, didn't he walk laps of Chris Fagan's block? There's a famous story. Can we hold,
0: can we hold the, the full Lockie Neal? Yep. for a nuts and bolts, because I've never told the full story yep. and it needs to be told and I need time for it. Anyway, I'll, I'll let you tell this part of the story, but one of the key things that they wanted to do, because Brisbane is kind of it, – it's it's like a different planet in, in the solar system of of football, isn't it? Hello to so the Brisbane folk tuning in. B- beautiful part of the world. But what I mean is because it's, non-trad- it's, it's yeah. non-traditional football heartland in, in the purest sense of it – Uh, Players don't know a lot about it unless you've grown up there. So from a guy who's from rural Australia, who's been playing in that rural South Australia, who's been playing in uh, Western Australia, to then suddenly try to convince him that you needed to go and play in Queensland was a bit of a okay, what's going on here? And so bringing someone in who felt like home to him was key. And the bonus has been that Lincoln McCarthy, they got his body right, and he's ended up being an excellent addition been one of the great success stories of the Lions with their history of medical successes. And not many people, Mitch, at the time put it together, did they? Until late. Yeah. That they were actually- going for McCarthy at the same yep. time because of that stable pony reason.
1: And it helps when you've got the same agent as well because you can obviously work yep. behind the scenes quite a lot. You can yep. have the same idea across a couple of different clients. Just for those, the stable pony reference comes from, if you go down to Flemington on a uh, you know a Saturday morning, often with the uh, stable ponies, You know, McCarthy Diva will be in there prepping for a big race and there's the little Shetland pony that just makes them feel at home a bit. That's where the stable <laughs> pony reference comes from.
0: I'm <laughs> looking forward to getting... Um, huge amounts of abuse from all the horse racing lovers <laughs> tearing strips off that.
1: I've been down there. They, they, they love it. are uh, some uh, of the biggest horses. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, sure.
1: Um, so I just want to go through a few of the others and I'm sure our listeners can hit us up at Tradies Podcast. i have plenty of other ideas and suggestions that have happened yes. over the journey. One that sticks out for me at the time was Adam Traw's move from the Giants to Collingwood. The Pies actually picked up a player by the name of Tim Gold who didn't play a lot of footy. I think he might have a connection. Boy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, his brother was on Hawthorne's list for a little bit, but that was a big move of, all right, Treloar's coming in, another familiar face for him at the time, from the Giants to the Pies, and it was a free hit, th- free throw at the stumps uh, to bring in a player who he would have known really well at the time. Some recent examples, Isaac Keeler was drafted to St. Kilda pick in the 40s. Very close mates with Nziah Wangany millera mm. Now, there was a school of thought 12 months ago that Wangani millera S.A. kid, Crows and power coming really hard or or keen to explore the market around him, he would have been more likely to go home. They bring in Keeler, that relationship Continues to grow. Wengane Miller actually signs on for two more seasons and has been really impressive for the Saints this year. Yeah,
0: and they were heavily criticised at the time, St Kilda, for picking him up when yes. they had Josh Sin available. They who were grew up as a Sandringham boy yep. down the road from where St Kilda are based. Yeah, so yeah, it's a really interesting one. They they didn't want to draft him and then lose him a few years later. Yeah,
1: and it's funny now the Saints are going all in on that Sandringham bayside approach now,
0: which makes sense. Yeah, and Wangane Miller looks like a better pickup than Sin. Right here, right now. Yes. In Subject to his, change.
1: His um, concerns with his body, hasn't been able to get on the park.
0: And has been trying to break into a side who's equal top of the ladder.
1: Yeah. He's Miller. looks like a 10-year nice. player. Yeah, I like him. Took Miller... And Peter Wright. Now it's funny. Peter Wright was the high draft pick. Took Miller was the professional leader of
0: the colder cannons. The high draft pick ends up getting delisted, and the other one ends up being captain. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny how that works. That's the salary a great dump essentially.
1: I didn't know much about incident. that one
0: until you mentioned it to yeah, me. Yeah, two
1: colder cannons, mates. No, the Gold Coast were doing all sorts of things, you know, trying to pair up players and stuff. But what well, was, was more seen important for the them
0: and the Giants than anyone, yep. really? Yeah. Because they're starting new organisations. Um,
1: at the Just up the road as well, you we spoke about the Lions, but Hugh McCluggage and Jared Berry. The Lions have just gone off the go-home five. Doherty, Billy Longer, Patrick Carnitzis, Elliot Yo, and I'm missing someone. You are missing one. We'll come to that. We'll come back to it. But the Lions There's went n- for a <laughs> different Some of our listeners are
0: screaming at their iPhones at the moment.
1: A lot of those guys are Metro Victorians. Yep. And you know Yo from WA, a different kettle of fish, but the Lions changed their approach to go for Country Victorians because the view was they've got to move home anyway. We may as well draft them in Brisbane. If they're going to have to move out of homes in Ballarat, Horsham, Mm. Warrnambool, we may as well um, drag drag them rather than. They're going to have to move two, three hours anyway to Victoria. On that go home five, the one we were missing, Jared Pollack, who went from Brisbane to the Power, then to North Melbourne, and was delisted with a year or two left on his contract.
0: Wow, one of the all time great, uh, one of the all time bad deals from the Kangaroos. And the only reason they had to pay that much money is because there was a stalking horse, St Kilda. We right. were trying to get him as well. Were they genuine? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they wanted him. They were disappointed he picked North Melbourne in the end. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, they were right into him.
1: And one this year, to keep an eye on, we mentioned it a few weeks ago, Noah Long is a kid not many people would know about at West Coast, has a relationship from his Bendigo Pioneers junior days with Harley Reid.
0: You talked about this. I, I like it. Now, you
1: know I love a doorstop. You, you Last do. week, Harley Reed was doorstopped As he arrived into Perth the day before the under 18s game. Did you catch that? No. So, Harley Reid flew on on the Thursday night to play on the Friday night at the Wacker for Victoria Country against WA. Right. He arrived to the Channel 7 camera, Adrian Barrich. Yep. Uh, A couple of print journals. I think Craig O'Donoghue was there from West Australia. One of the greats. COD. And he stood there and answered four or five questions like an absolute pro. Right. It's a 17, 18-year-old kid this year who's going to go number one in the draft. And he actually referenced Noah Long. The questions were obviously, are you open to going to the Eagles? How would you fit in? Do you think you're a flight risk? All those sorts of things. And he actually mentioned, oh, I've got a friendship with uh, Longy from uh, wow. back in our Bendigo days. Wow. First mentioned by Mitch Cleary on trade. I, <laughs> no. I hope was his next sentence. So all this talk about whether Harley Reid is a flight risk, these are the things that clubs... now. I'd love to ask the Eagles whether they had the forward thinking at the time to go and get a rookie in Noah Long last year, knowing that maybe Harley Reid could you, be on their radar. You don't think they did that. If, well, that? if they've
0: done that deliberately, that is amazing. Yeah, but given their current list predicament, maybe, maybe I not. feel like they probably didn't. Um, before we get off nuts and bolts, I just wanted to mention. So you, on the theme of this, because you talked about like uh, Brisbane wanting to draft local talent as opposed to guys that were just immediately going to go home. What's gone under uh, under the radar a tiny bit is the three Gold Coast Academy boys yeah. that are all going to get drafted in the, probably in the top 20 this year. So Jed Walter, key forward, Jake Rogers, a small forward, and Ethan Reed, a 200-centimeter roaming ruckman. Pretty good mix there. Yeah. Like not just three run-of-the-mill midfielders, three guys who look like could be the future of your footy club. And it is so good for a team like the Gold Coast Suns to be able to draft local talent, Mitch, Mm. that they haven't been able to do a lot of. And we've all been talking about the go-home factor. Yep. So I'll just leave it on this. When everyone talks about the fact that the Giants and the Gold Coast Suns have cost the AFL hundreds of millions of dollars, which they have, people have to remember that in order to build, you have to take a bit of a hit early, like what's going on with the AFLW at the moment. Yeah. But it's important because it's helping the junior footy development has never been bigger in Queensland. And now they're drafting... Three top end talent. Like that never would have happened unless we're we getting the Gold Coast Suns up and running. Yeah. So it's important for a team like that. And Jed Walter most
1: likely getting a top three or four in the draft. It's huge. Isn't so they're getting an out and out star, not just a you know, a back end draft pick that they've invested a lot in and they feel compelled to take. This is a kid who's a, a genuine star and most
0: clubs would have in their top two or three on their on their whiteboard. So Mitch, the old saying, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. And a couple of weeks ago we did put the the message out to our loyal listeners. Put the heat on them. Please, lots of voice messages. We love – and our poor producer Scott now spends (laughs) three days a week filing through voice messages and which ones we should play. So apologies if we've missed you. Um, Please continue to send them in at Tradies Podcast. We will get to them. But we've got one footy and one knot at the moment. I think we may have a follow-up from Alex, but I I don't want to ruin it. But first up is Eddie. Uh, Hi, Tradies. Eddie here. Uh, Big, loyal Tradies listener and massive Sam McClure fan. I uh, just had a question for you guys which will hopefully give me a hand next time I listen to your Overs and under segment where you guys will often reference the average salary of an AFL player when you're kind of analysing if player player's over or under. Uh, can you go into where that number 405000 or $1,000 comes from and can you give us a bit of a benchmark on what sort of player earns an average salary and how you guys will kind of figure whether they're over or right under that. I feel like I just want a decent picture on my head of what the average salary player looks like, according to you guys. Uh, love the show. I'll be listening and keen to hear what you say. Hey, Eddie. First person ever that's called himself a big Sam McClure fan. <laughs> um, it's, it's a really good question because the number is thrown around a lot and we've re- referenced it as $407,000, which is just the maths of as the uh, TPP yep. cap goes up, Mitch... That's what the number ends up getting spat out as. Yeah. So essentially $14 million
1: roughly per club divided by 38 to 40 on the senior list. Yeah, which spits out what
0: number? So it's about
1: 400000 Yeah, yeah. Now, often the rookies, to best of my knowledge, you might be able to correct me, the, the rookies actually aren't physically included in that figure.
0: No, they're not. They're separate.
1: their money falls outside of the TPP. Correct. So where $80,000 of each rookie's contract actually
0: is not included in the TPP, that's why- But the matchies are. The matches are. Yeah, yeah. So if you're on 80 grand, plus you're getting- Two grand a game, somewhere yep. on more or less, then that goes into the uh, TPP. So that's why you see at the end of each year where every club will delist a player and re-rookie
1: them, makes them available to other clubs, but it then means that they move to the rookie list where Reduces their the first yep. $80,000 of that contract is put onto um, it's free. the rookie the, uh, yep. free. It's like Jared Pollack, we spoke before. He was on, what, $700,000 a year at Arden Street. Mm. He spent his last year at North Melbourne on the rookie list so they could wipe 80000 of that.
0: Yeah. And just remembering that any money that is negotiated for you having to pay a player, whether it's like you're trading him and you're paying some of his wage or you're delisting them because of an injury, say Kurt Tippett from a number of years ago, that money still has to be included in the TPP of what you pay them. And that's what makes long-term free agents a risky one. Yeah. Is that that money has to be in the TPP Mm -hmm. for the allotted time. Yeah. And set up the way that you said it would be. Absolutely. It's why Buddy's money has never been able to be flexible. That's right. Whereas- and that's why it was such a risky deal. Because if something, touch wood, if something horrendous had happened and yeah. he was unable to play, don't you can't pay him out. Like you have to pay him in that TPP over that time. It really hurts you. If, if And that's, that's why I think Kane Corns' point has always been long-term salaries. Risky, but my argument to him has been, yeah, but if they're not a free agent, it doesn't Mm. really matter because you can move it around. Yeah, Worst comes to worst, you end up trying to trade them at a lesser value. Whereas Hopper and Taranto, to your point, were traded
1: last year and that money can be bendable. If Richmond all of a sudden get a wink, wink, nudge, nudge from Harry Himmelberg that he's coming through the door, you know, part of that would, Taranto and Hopper, usually what happens in these scenarios is the club would go to a Taranto and say, we've got Harry Himmelberg on the hook. One of your good mates, he's coming in the door from the Giants. Hey, in year three, can we pay you
0: 80 grand less so we can pay you more in year five? Yeah, 100%. And so we better answer Eddie's second part of the question is, what does the average player look like? Like give us an example of the average paid player. That's a harder question to answer, Eddie, because each team will have a different concept of what that is. Yeah. So for instance, like Richmond, when they were winning flags, were basically like, well, we're just going to pay our five best players heaps and everyone else can fit in. So it skews what you think an average player is worth. Because Dustin Martin's earning 1.4, but, you know, a Castagna who's a really important role player at the other end is probably earning 200,000 early days. Yeah. And so it's like, what does an average player look like? Well, you know, somewhere in the middle of that. There wouldn't be many notable good players on the average wage of 407,000 because it's always skewed.
1: Yeah. Well, to that point, so... I think the question. You could also answer it by saying the average might be four hundred thousand, but the median might be Different. let's say three hundred thousand. Yeah, on an average of all clubs, because Fife one point two million dollars, Dusty one point two million dollars, as yep. you say, is going to skew it higher in terms of the the mean average, but the median average might be a bit lower because those numbers. Uh, and the, the clump of players is probably around yeah, 300 to 350.
0: Yeah. And I guess another way of looking at it is a, a lot of the young players that become good players very quickly, they just, they zoom past the average. Yeah. So great example that you you were on to, to this before anyone, and then people started writing about it. Nick Dacos, look at his contract. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nick Dakos is never going to be paid anywhere near mm. the average wage because he's going to go from a second year contract to basically whatever he wants. Yeah in his next contract for for Collingwood. Yeah. So there's not many players signing long-term deals at $407,000. Just on that while I think of it. Just quickly.
1: The three- to four-year contracts for top-end picks is what has skewed a
0: lot of the market. Yeah. So you always- Yeah, so what you're saying, but bloke gets drafted at pick five. Yeah. All the talk about him is that he's going to be a long-term player. Yeah. So they just give him an extension. Yeah. Even sometimes- Like, I think Cam Rayner got a two-year extension before he even played a game for Brisbane. Yes. Jai Caldwell was a recent example. Yeah, you know the Giants
1: were just were left with no other option because the Essendon offer was so attractive for yep. a player who had injury problems and you know was a top what was he picking the te- early teens. Yep. Um, they just can't compete. That's why you see the Giants and the Suns in recent times get so bent over with their salary cap is because they draft these early kids and then years three, four, and five they're just left with their hands tied because there's yeah. so many other options elsewhere. You know, if it's not the Essendon paying it, Hawthorne will come and then St Kilda will come.
0: Yeah, they're paying blokes who haven't proven themselves five, six hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Thanks, Eddie. I think Alex, the man who basically got left unheard by his barista, I think he's given us a further update.
2: Alex. G'day, Mitch and Sam. Just uh, following up our our voice chat conversation from last episode. In terms of the contents of the voice chat, the, the the general theme, and I've actually just dug into the archives to listen to the forty seconds, and it's um, gee, it's a tough listen. But the general <laughs> theme around the voice chat was, look, let's catch up for a drink at some stage. So off the gate, I can understand how people might think, like, mate you know, call your jets, like, what What are you doing? But what listeners must understand is there's only a certain amount of small talk a man can do. And when you're going for your coffee, you know, it's real small talk areas because you've only really got a two or three minute window. So how deep and philosophical can you really get? I'd argue it's pretty tough at the best of times because then also you end up in a situ- situation where she hands you your coffee, but then you're halfway through your story. So you're just kind of standing there... <laughs> It's your coffee in your hand, looking like a bit of a knob. So hence why I thought, look, let's just go big and go home. And safe to say I went home.
1: <laughs> I like it. Self-condescending. Alex gets the big tick from me. Did have another listener message me on Twitter during the week, Lachlan, saying he thought Alex, who we just heard from, sounds like Matthew Richardson.
0: Now once I hear it, I can't unhear it. Yeah, it's a bit of a joke about him. It's definitely a bit of a joke. Look, Alex, I think you've done the right thing. Like, you know, play each ball on their merits. He's, it's a swing and a miss for mine. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's going to learn a lot. I think what our listeners need to be told is is that- So that's that's the heartbreak story yeah. of, of, of the first up voice, voice memo. There must be some good results from the first up voice memo. Give them to us. A date, multiple dates. Maybe a relationship out there has started from a first up voice memo. At Tradies Podcast. Because it is a bit of a zoo out there. And no one wants to be picked up in bars anymore. Everyone wants to just go on dating apps. So memo. he's gone the real-life attempt, and I rate it. I'm big on the attention span, though, as he spoke about. Dwayne Russell
1: gave me a tip early in my career, not about dating. <laughs> I'm glad. Saying that most people's attention spans are usually only 90 to 120 seconds. So you've got to get in, get out, make your point, move on, because people just drift.
0: Yeah, I think that's the uh, – I think I've talked to you about this before. I'm not sure if we've done it publicly or not, but like that, the, the newspapers don't look at clicks – in isolation anymore. It's mm. TSR. It's time spent reading. They all want... Because then they can tell their advertisers that yeah. it's not just someone's clicking on it and realizing it's a shit story and then getting out. It's, oh, this is good content. I'm going to spend time reading this. And therefore, I'm more likely to read a piece of advertising that's maybe in the middle of the story or on the sidebar, or I'm more likely to stay on that website to look at another story. So yeah, there's there's clickbait, but there, is, there are actual media outlets out there. Trying to encourage and incentivize quality pieces for time spent reading. Each day as a TV journal, I can find my daily ratings to
1: work out you know how much you rated and, and how the 15 minute block went. As a age columnist like you are,
0: do you get a, a, a weekly TSR number come through? I did. So Chloe Salto, who's my sports editor, she did um, take me through the graph of which stories rated higher than others. The problem is you can get caught up in ratings. Like I reckon, over a, like if I wrote this column for five years, I reckon you'd, you'd be able to develop an algorithm as to which stuff people mm. like reading and which stuff people don't. But when you, it's early on, and that's why like your fifteen minute rating block, like that's it's always strong, is it? <laughs> <laughs> is, is it really? <laughs> that was a, that was a joke. I didn't feel like one. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but like your ratings will be skewed depending yeah. on what news like what's the biggest story of the day outside of sport yeah um what's been happening in in Australia during that day that maybe makes your story more interesting or less interesting like you can get I reckon you can get caught up in the number too much
1: yeah okay
0: and there's also there's people out there that are in that are giving journalists bonuses for the amount of clicks they get for stories which is fundamentally wrong and it's going to ruin our industry yeah we should be we should be holding ourselves to a higher account than that yeah I think Anyway, we're getting we're getting off topic. Uh, that's it for episode fourteen. What is on for your week, Mitchell? Remember that you have catch up homework to do. Yeah, you have to watch seven. Otherwise, I'll get sent to detention. Don't uh, humor's not your strong point. <laughs>
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't start with that. Uh, what is on for my week? Back to Saturday night footy. I was actually off. I'm sure you're a big Saturday scoop viewer. Didn't miss it. Had a wedding on the weekend, so I wasn't there. So back to the MCG, MCG <laughs> or the Marvel for uh, this Saturday night. St didn't, didn't, Kilda Melbourne. Didn't miss Saturday scoop. Uh, that's at Marvel. And just, uh, yeah, carrying on with the rest of my week. You? Uh,
0: birthday this week. Your birthday? Well, yeah, 7th yeah, well, to the 7th. Happy birthday. Thanks very much. From on the Friday. team at Tradies. Yeah. Anything planned? No, nothing really planned. Uh,
1: when you're turning 30, so, <laughs> so- <laughs> If you want your voice memos sent to Sam for his birthday at
0: Tradies Podcast, send them through. Please be kind. Be like Eddie. Be big fans. <laughs> Remember, follow Tradies on Spotify or iHeart or subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want to ask us a question on socials, Mitch is at Cleary underscore Mitch on Twitter or you can go on the Tradies Instagram or TikTok accounts at Tradies Podcast. Enjoy
2: your week, everyone. We'll see you next time.